What's up, my people? Welcome back here for Familiar Mocha. If you're new, I'm your host, Chad Hostack, and it's wonderful to have you here. Thank you for listening to my show. And if I provide you any sort of value, please do consider making a donation. And I appreciate those of you who choose to donate. It helps me be independent and encourages me and motivates me to produce for you guys full time. And I've been having a lot of fun with the daily podcast. You know, I'm not running out of steam because I set my life up in a way where I'm always having new experiences that recalibrate my perspective every week. Meeting new people, exchanging numbers with people, learning new things, trying new things, like things that make me feel fear and excitement and, you know, just having a, just having a good old time, you know, and, uh. In tonight's uh, reflection, I was thinking about some advice I gave on this podcast some episodes ago about creating a list on YouTube called People I Respect and Googling the names of people who created things that you enjoy, like video games, music, and movies, and companies, and products. And I was also thinking, well, it's one thing to have those kind of people for success and wealth creation insights. However, I do want to incorporate a new aspect to it where you're also adding people who, it's not that they have the status and the clout and the influence, but they're good at what they do. Like small time people who are masterful with their craft, whether it be like computer programming or being a video game player or being an artist or a musician, what have you. Um, The reason those would be important people to put in the same list is because then you're going to learn what it means to be intimate with your craft. And that's a really important thing. Uh, Arguably your most important list you're going to have in life is this list, the list of people you respect. And, you know... being able to, you know, learn how to create wealth with what you want to do or how people who created things you enjoy became successful, that's really important. It's also important to learn what it means to be a master of something, something masterful. And the reason this is the most important list you'll ever have is because it gives you not just the insights on wealth creation and not just what it means to be intimate with a masterful craft however it also affects your priorities and your to-do list i still stand by the bucket list you know this is the next step first step is the bucket list the top five or so things you want to do before you die and then the list yeah so i guess the bucket list is the most important list and this is the second most important the people you respect because then it affects the third most important list, which is your to-do list. The, the top five things, the top three, the top four, the top five. Most important things you have to get done in a day to better your life and make sure future you is happy, including present you. And I would say that the fourth most important list would be your most trusted counsel. The people you soundboard your path to success with. You know, the top five or so people 
who help you be better mentally, physically, and financially and have happiness, peace, and contentment, serenity in your life. And then the fifth, the last most important list you'll ever have would be your dating prospects. You know, use that list to determine the top five or so high value dating prospects you have from their mental health, their physical health, their financial health, their personality, their energy, whether it's masculine or feminine, you know, their problem solving abilities. Like a lot of psychoanalytical data goes into that, you know, understanding the potential prospects that you might want to have courtship and love with and pursue things with, you know, pursue living a life together with or having a family or whatever your dating goals are. Or even getting married if you're that type of person. Even though if you're a man, I strongly discourage it. I'm not against it. You know. So those would be the top five most important lists. Your bucket list that get your priorities in life in order. The people you respect who created things that you enjoyed. And you learned how to be successful and create wealth like them. And also people who have mastered something and are intimate with their craft. The third most important list is your to-do list, the top five or so things you have to get done in order to make present and future you happy and successful. And then the fourth most important list are the people in your most trusted council, top five or so. And then the last fifth most important list you'll ever have is your dating prospects, the top five most valuable candidates to spend the rest of your life with. Or short-term, however you want to do it, however you want to game that. And I have these lists for myself, too. I actually organize them in my phone on the phone notepad. And then I also journal it out on the legal pad. And it, it just helps me understand what I should be doing in order to be the best version of myself. That's why these lists are so crucial, and everybody should have them. it helps you know how it it helps you know how to be who you should be through doing what you should when you should do it it helps you be adequate and effective for your ideals your long-term goals you can make that the sixth most most important uh list we'll add it as a bonus your top five or so ideals that you pursue or virtues, whatever you would like to call them. You know, I don't have a list for that myself. I just internally know, thanks to the bucket list. But if your bucket list doesn't help you understand the ideals you want to pursue, you can journal it out and try to create a bonus list, the six most important list you'll ever have. Uh, so... That's why it's important. So we know how we should be and know, you know, we know how we should be through knowing what we should do when we should do it. I don't think enough people have an honest conversation with themselves about what they actually want. I think a lot of times what we want, like in a sexual partner, is kind of in our blood. However, society brainwashes us to think certain ways about sex and attractiveness 
a lot of attractive people say looks don't matter. A lot of rich people say being like money doesn't matter. You know, we're we're kind of being brainwashed and socially engineered all the time and programmed to want specific things and need specific things when really it's just in our blood, you know. And everyone's got their preference. I'm not everyone's cup of tea, and that's fine. And not everyone's my cup of tea, and that's fine. Fine by me. You know, I, I'm, I'm okay with what I want, and I'm okay with what I need. And I think that as we get older, we we unlearn the programming. I think that's something that's supposed to happen. Arguably, we shouldn't have been programmed in the first place, right? But we still need parents to raise us, so... It gets really multi-layered and difficult to talk about at face value, especially since that's not even the main topic of this episode. It's just, you know, it's it's not a, it's not always easy to know what we truly want and what we truly need. And the bucket list for me was the catalyst for me really understanding what it is that I want and what I need as an overview, like gist at like face value. And writing is important to me. Writing is a big part of my life. It's a big component of my life. Always has been, always will be. Writing has been the most consistent thing I've ever done. More so than music or film. Uh, more so than... A podcast, right? Writing clears my thoughts. And so does talking out loud. I like to talk out loud. Like, not just on this podcast, but I love talking on this podcast too. Whether I'm alone or not, like, I like to talk out loud. It it helps me sort my thoughts out. Having hypothetical conversations with people who aren't even present. It's therapeutic. I do it on the porch when I'm smoking a cigar, the front porch, and sometimes neighbors walk by, men and women, and they hear it. I think my neighbor next door is entertained by it because he smiles when he looks at me, and I wave at him and smile back. Uh, but I, I don't know how the other people feel about it. But also, I don't really care. You know, I'm 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 doing me. I'm having fun, and it's innocuous. It's harmless. It's not a big deal. Um, I'm kind of crazy, not like in a literal insane way, like in a legality way, but in a funny, charismatic, social way, I'm, I'm insane. You know, (laughs) like, I think it's important that we learn to have social cohesion with the people and groups we interact with, um, at face value. However, I think it's also important to not have social cohesion with society in the sense that, like, we're going to live our lives the way we need to live our lives and not just because of, like, a group of people living their lives a certain way. And that that's a... That's a... That's a interesting situation where it's like... We, we want to be presentable and approachable and sociable with the people we, we just interact with when we're out and about and stuff, or even at home. However, we also want to do our own thing with our lives, right? If you're like me anyway, like entrepreneurial, I choose the path of freedom over belonging. And also, I don't really value society. <laughs> um, I value society enough to tell you guys, like, please unite and stop the fighting. It's cringe. Let's be adults. 
I value society in the sense that I want to see it succeed. However, I'm not like super invested in society or politics or things like that. I've been invested in understanding the truth in the nature of truth through exploring different orientations to it with a, a like I, everything I teach on here and even in other content forms and also in real life, everything I teach is rooted it, like by my example, it's rooted in pragmatism. Everything I teach in every way is rooted in pragmatism and accompanied by a sense of ethics and morality. You know, because I want people to be pragmatic, effective, and strategic and productive. And I also want people to be ethical, kind to themselves and other people, have social cohesion where it counts, where it matters, and then also be moral and principled and do the right thing. And I don't believe the division is helping with that kind of thing. I think the division in the world, but especially in America, is prolonging world problems rather than solving it solving them and i think that we just need to be less less of propagandists and more of pragmatists moralists and ethicists i think that is the way to go and that's my general f philosophy that's the scope of my philosophy concerning politics and current affairs and things like that and that's also why it's important to have your priorities in order so you know what path you want to go down, you know, freedom or belonging. And, you know, maybe you're somebody who's more daring than I, where in some cases you belong, like your entrepreneurial thing isn't working, so you pick up a full-time sh full shift at some place and you do that for a bit and then go back to the entrepreneurial grind you know, you go back and forth between the paths as needed. You know, there's really no rules in life, right? <laughs> like, if there are, rules are made to be broken, right? I'm, I'm just being facetious, but, you know, of course, obey laws, of course. But, you know, like, when it comes to non-legal stuff, like, rules we can break without consequence, like... Or non-policies at a store, that kind of stuff. I want the obvious stuff to be obvious. I want the things to be a given just to be a given. It's hard to be so specific and precise all the time. That, that's, that's been a little bit of a challenge with the daily podcasting. Yeah, I, I, I have to uh, be clever and crafty and find a way to talk about nuanced, complex subjects and make them simple every day and post at least one podcast episode a day and it's a fun challenge it's worthwhile it's making me a better speaker it's making me a better thinker it's making me think more clearly and it's got other benefits and it's making me money and i'm really proud of that and i have a big responsibility you know there's pressure in my life but positive pressure you know pressure to be as adequate and effective and accurate and precise as i can be you know, that's one. The other one is to make good enough content for intellectuals I respect, like my former mentor, my friend Drew. Um, the third one would be setting the best example I can for my community and my nephew, Micah. You know, to set the example of what the best person should be in a community, how one should turn out to be in life. And if I succeeded in that, I would, I'd be more willing to consider having children. And so, you know, it's thanks to these lists I'm talking about 
that allow me to have my priorities in order and come to these insights and come to this wisdom. I love sharing these conclusions and wisdoms and thoughts and ideas with you people. It's fun. You're worthwhile. Thank you for viewing. Thank you for tuning in. It's really fun providing for you. I love providing content for you and my nephew and my younger self. You know, you might be thinking, it's like, well, what about having fun? Isn't that part of your philosophy? Well, trying to fulfill your bucket list, that is fun. <laughs> Don't you want to do fun things before you die? For me, it'd be fun to establish a charity and make it successful. For me, it'd be fun to write a screenplay. For me, it'd be fun to write a book, like a fiction book and a nonfiction book. You know, some, do some screenplays to make some music and publish it. That'd be fun. You know? And, you know, I'm, look, I got this playlist that I binge once, once a week, if not more, about people who have succeeded and provided me things that I like. And also people who are intimate with art. And, you know, the art of mastery is what I mean. Yeah, that's fun. It's fun learning those things and getting in touch with that kind of stuff. And it's fun doing a to-do list, too. It's fun. Making progress is fun. You know, soundboarding with my most trusted counsel, fun. Always have a great time. Always smiling and laughing with these guys. I consult them more so on an individual level. That's something I wish I would have talked about more in that episode. <coughs> I, I usually consult them one-on-one -on -one because they're all really good at different things. Sometimes we all get in the same video chat together, but that's not, like, required. Uh, but, yeah, if you do that, I recommend just having it four people, including yourself. Or, But if you want to do more, you can do more. But I, I tend to usually consult these people like individually, even if it's on the same thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like it's fun working with my most trusted counsel, making great decisions and more profit. Uh, it, it's fun, you know, trying to choose somebody to go on dates with and prioritize them and figure out where they fit in my life. But that's a fun thing to do too. You know, it's fun having options for sex and romance that, that's fun you know th these things should be fun for us making progress in our lives and stepping things up and making achievements and creating progress and you know doing those important things before it's our time and the sounds of time bury us it, it, it's a fun adventure you know that's my attitude about it. anything can be fun if you have the right attitude about it i'm not even kidding you know, um, my, there was a full-time job I did like, and the one I lasted at longest that I liked the most was the, uh, dishwashing job. It, it was very, uh, peaceful most of the time, and it, I was able to listen to music in the dish pit and do dishes and just think while I did all this work and it's because I had a good attitude about it. And of course, like there was accommodations, you know, like they allowed us to 
listen to music. I was listening to a lot of Jimi Hendrix that day. That I had the most fun. And, um, you know, so, you know, it's about, like, if you're looking for a job, you got to find a fit that gives you the flexibility to be you. You know, but you also have to have a good attitude about it, too. You might be stuck at some job you hate, but you could learn to love if you have, like, the right attitude about it. You know, added, you know that that's like the secret to living a good life is having a good attitude about things. Even when you don't want to. Even when it's forced and it's not totally authentic, if at all, that that's still creating a positive outcome. And don't come at me with this toxic positivity shit. You know, I, I do encourage people to sit with their emotions and deal with them. You know, but sometimes you got to save face. And sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do in order to create positive outcomes for yourself. It's not like you're going to die if you have a, if you force a good attitude. It's not like you're hurting other people because you're forcing a good attitude. You're being principled. You're being disciplined. And I don't even know if you can have toxic positivity. I don't even know if that's a real thing. Like, e- even if you are um, not acknowledging negativity... But if the positivity of doing that um, is bringing you better results, then I don't see what the problem is. Like, how could you have too much of something like that? You know, I, I think in some ways it might be real and I'm just misunderstanding it. That's a chance. I also think that in a way it's not real and I might be right about that and there's a chance for that. I think it's ultimately like a cope where it's like, oh man, that person's living a better life than me. They have toxic positivity. That's what that sounds like to me. And also like there was this video I saw some time ago. I think it was a couple of years ago or so. Some person made like a video about Gary V and like toxic hustle culture or like toxic productivity. And I mean, there's nothing Gary V said that I can think that is like toxic about like, you know, being up all night working on your project. If that's what, if, if you can do that and won't negatively hurt you, I think you, I think that's okay. And that's pretty much what Gary Vee says about his stuff. And Gary Vee also talks about how much he loves sleep. So, I mean, it, I, I guess like toxic productivity and toxic hustle culture might actually exist in the sense that a little kid in some country is chained to a machine and forced to make sneakers. Yeah, I suppose that's toxic hustle culture. That's toxic productivity. You know, slave labor. <laughs> like, I suppose that's real, but I can't think of an example of toxic positivity because, like, if it works and it's not hurting yourself or other people, then how could it? How could it be bad? How could I don't understand how positivity could hurt yourself or other people, but. At the end of the day, like, that the the reason, like, it's not wise to share your goals with people or what makes you happy is because you never know who's going to try to make you feel bad about it. Take away your joy, poke holes in your happiness. You never know. But I share my goals with people anyway. I share that I'm happy most of the time anyway just because I'm good. Like, I can handle people who want to ruin my fun and stuff and I just don't take 
that many things in life seriously. I, I think it's safe to say that 99% of things in life don't even matter. You know, if you want to see what matters, write your bucket list. Forget all the other lists, just your bucket list. That's the top thing. You know, along with like food, shelter, income, family, friends, that kind of that kind of stuff. But you know, that's a given, right? Like, but what really matters is fulfilling like your destiny, those things that you just have to do before you die. And you can do them in a safe and strategic way while holding a full-time or part-time job. You know, like, like, you know, you just got to make time for it. Even just one small positive action towards those bucket list items is a positive thing. You know. But yeah, I mean, like, people like to persecute people so much these days. And that's what a lot of arguments like turn into. It's like instead, like it goes from a constructive dialogue or constructive argument where you're you and the other party, or you know, you and the other party are adopting and replacing beliefs to build accurate frameworks of reality. But then they get exhausted from it because they don't have the intellect for it or energy for it anymore. And then they start making it about what quality of a person you are for saying the things you say. Thinking the things you think, doing the things you do, the ideas you present. And it just becomes like this persecution match, and it's so stupid. You know, you don't want people like that in your trusted council. You just don't. You don't want people like that in your life. <laughs> you know. I still stand by what I say. You know, 99% of things in life just don't matter. 99% of bullshit in life don't matter. 99% of shit in life don't matter. Very, th very few things actually matter. And once you understand this truth, like the world is yours and you'll be laid back and chill and not really care about anything. You know, and also like I talked about in the focus episode, you know, you got to be focused on your interests and your priorities, like the bucket list and the other list, right? You know, so many people focus on stupid shit. Like, they're not on their mission. They're not on their purpose. You know, they, they care too much about Dr. Jordan B. Pearson and his opinion on what's attractive and what's not. Or they or he called some girl fat or whatever. I don't know. I don't know the deal. I'm focusing on the stuff, but it just randomly popped up in my Twitter feed a few times. And I can see that he really got to a few people. <laughs> he got to some people. I was like, you know, regardless whoever is famous or not, why do you give a fuck what they think? Focus on your mission. Be on your purpose. Fuck what other people think. Yeah. And there's very few exceptions you should ever care what somebody thinks. You know, do they want to murder you? Do they want to murder other people? Yeah, there's exceptions to these things. Is a famous or not person calling for genocide? We should be, you know, aware of these kind of things and have the proper authorities deal with it. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't care what... I mean, I like a lot of Dr. Jerome B. Pearson's work. He hasn't presented something I didn't like. In his videos, his interviews, his books. I haven't read his latest book, The Beyond Order, yet. I do want to read it, though. And, you know, it's like, who, who gives a fuck what he thinks is attractive? Who cares, even if he is famous? That's such a stupid thing to care about. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. Those two people have been irrelevant to me for over a decade. 
I don't care that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I don't care that Johnny Depp is getting divorced. I don't care. I don't even know the guy. I don't know his wife. I didn't even know he was married. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't care about the details of that. It's none of my fucking business. I'm going to mind my own fucking business. You know, I'm going to focus on my purpose. I'm going to focus on the mission. Because for me, I know what matters for me in my life. And I'm giving you the tools to help you find out what matters to you in your life. So you don't focus on stupid shit. And that's why these lists are important. You know? We got to get our priorities in order and do what we should when we should do it. And we'll be happy and having fun. Making progress and achieving shit. Man, it's going to be cool. You know, on dates and stuff. Yeah, so those are the most important lists you're going to have in life, plus the bonus one. Your bucket list, the people you respect, the to-do list, the most trusted council members, dating prospects, and your ideals.